Did you know that the sixth leading cause of death in the United States is Alzheimer's disease? And that one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or other dementia, and it kills more than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. I know times are tough, but I'm asking for your help. As the chair of the Iowa Board of Directors of the Alzheimer's Association for the next two years, I am working harder than ever to raise awareness and to raise funds to rid the world of Alzheimer's and all other dementias. And your money doesn't just go to research. It goes to care and support groups, which are free by the way. The 24-hour hotline, which is free by the way. To education and awareness programs in every community across the country. And it does go to research. The Alzheimer's Association is the third leading funder of research and the highest funder of research that is a non-governmental entity in the world. And they're making strides each and every day. So please, give it some thought. If you're interested, please click the link in the show notes to donate to our Alzheimer's walk team today. Your money stays in the local communities to impact, to support, and to educate people all across the country about Alzheimer's, the warning signs, and how to get care and support. This is a disease that is quiet, but it's continually taking away lives of people all around us, including my great aunt, my neighbor, and a dear family friend. Again, the link is in the show notes to go and support our walk to end Alzheimer's. And if you just want more information, you can go to ALZ.org. going first? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'm going first. You're going first. The puck of the week is going. So you're going to start. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Yes. Ma- Wait, is it? May 1st. It's May Day. Is it May? Yes. Are you sure? It'll be May Day. Um, wow. I, I feel like we're in September. I don't know. This, this quarantine thing is getting out of hand. I, I, I was thinking we, we were upstairs earlier and, uh, was thinking about Leslie Jordan and how he. Well, would, shit! How well, you all? What y'all doing? <laughs> screwing. <laughs> no, screwing. No, when, when he <laughs> when he said that, how long is March? Guys, we made it through April. <laughs> where, where did it go? When's May gonna fucking get here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's here. Happy May Day. So before we get into fuck of the week, May Day traditions. Mm-hmm. We always took. Little little treat baskets or like popcorn balls to the neighbors, um, but we'd like knock on the door and hand it to them. You were a little bit different. Yeah, well, yours is was like popcorn and M and M's. Yeah, that was about it. And licorice, typically. And to me, that is so weird. Like, I don't know. Just no. Um, at and where I was raised in Colorado, everyone delivers flowers. That's right. Flowers. Um, and so whether it's like. I mean, we had a big lilac bush and like tons of tulips and roses and stuff. So we had enough just to like pick and give. Yeah. But a lot of people would go buy flowers and divide the bunches up and stuff and give people. And it's like a doorbell dash type of thing. Like you're supposed to leave it and mm-hmm. and ring the doorbell and run. Um, and you can leave a note on it of like who it's from, right. but they're not supposed to see you leave it. Um, so I we moved to Iowa and I was like, what the... What is? I don't want fucking popcorn. Someone give me flowers. Well, then we got to cut some of your lilacs down to give on Friday. <laughs> They're not blooming yet. 
Um, but yes, that's what we did every yeah. every year, and we had a huge huge lilac bush, and people loved it. Cool. So, uh, so my fuck of the week, um, it's kind of neutral. We've been we've been working from home now for forty ish days. You're probably closer to forty five. And yeah, I actually don't remember. Let me look that up. I'm really good at when I'm at work. I take, um, I typically have for breakfast. I'll eat when I get there, and it's typically like a, a protein bar. I'll drink water and coffee throughout the day. Um, about ten o'clock, I'll maybe have a snack, almonds of some kind. Have a little, like a little lunch, like not a full blown meal. Um, and then the afternoon, I'll have like apple and peanut butter, or carrots, or something like that. And then it's dinner time. I find myself at home, not eating cookies every day i've relaxed on my sweets rule though um which is not good um but i'm just eating a lot more frequently um and it's making me feel not good like this quarantine needs to end just so i stop doing that just saying that's my fucking week. i realized <laughs> or that, you could just have self-control i realized it this week that i'm just like god i'm eating fucking animal crackers again what <laughs> yeah i'm actually on this is week six god for me and like I've worked from home before, as a part, you know, as a part of a job. But I, I think just because everything else I'm not allowed to do, like it just makes it worse. I love working from home. I thrive. I'm better at it. Yeah. I get more done. Yeah. I think I'm uh, more inspired when I'm at home. But yeah, I think the balance of like you can't go to a restaurant, you can't yeah. go shop the mall. Like it can't even take Kennedy to the playground. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. My fuck of the week is probably a little depressing. Probably should have started with mine. Um, but as as we talked a few episodes ago, probably, what, five or six episodes ago now, um, I was diagnosed with depression That's right. yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, early October and uh, been on some medication um, for, for a while. And um, beginning part was really rough. It affected me quite a bit. And then it kind of got better. And then I'm nearing the end, I think, knock on wood, hopefully, um, of having to take that. And I feel like it's starting to affect me again. Like, I just feel like my mood is down. It's just affecting a lot of other areas of my life. And it's fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like, when's the end going to fucking get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> How many more pills are there? <laughs> Um, so it's, I mean, it's good. It's helping. It's healthy for my mental yeah, state, but yeah. it's just affecting it's pissy on other ends. everything yeah. else. So yeah, just kind of over that. So if you guys are, anybody is out there struggling with any sort of, um, challenges, whether that be mental, physical, um, yeah. I feel you, <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. And especially like in, we were just talking about the, you know, stay at home orders. I let him, like I said, I'm great at working from home and I love it, but not being able to do other things does not encourage um that, that balance of thoughts. life yeah and, yeah um so and, and i think that's another reason why it's like we go on walks and you know we're out in the yard now and it's that really doesn't help like i need to be out for significant amounts of time yeah you know five or with six hours with and people like, yeah. and um to kind of create that balance of, yeah. of rest and so yeah. I just need we'll this. There. I need this coronavirus <laughs> to just die. Uh, so, well, well, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened last week, um, and then kind of back into um, 
why we did it and what we've done kind of throughout our lives to kind of take advantage of opportunities and hopefully give some inspiration yeah. to you guys to yeah. in you know in these nutso times to things you can do yeah. so right after the break hey everybody steve here um we are so excited to launch uh brooke and co i know we've talked about that in the past but um you know, these are t-shirts that we are really, really passionate about. Um, they, they are super comfortable. They wash well. They wear well. They can take you from running around town with the kids to dinner with your friends when we can go back and do that again. Um, and so uh, just to make sure you guys are able to try them, I wanted to give you guys a discount code. So head to brookandco.com and enter the code MANTRA, and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, like I said, it is MANTRA, M-A-N-T-R-A, and you'll get 10% off of your entire order. And you know what? If you try them, please reach out. Let us know what you think, how comfortable you are, what you love about it, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, like we said, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, you know the, the the craziness of this pandemic and kind of how we're keeping ourselves busy. Um, I, I mean, if you remember last week, we did talk a little bit about Bruck and Co, which is um, what we launched last week. It's a new T-shirt company that I'm super excited about, um, and uh, I, I won't pitch it too strongly here. But if you are listening, pitch it, fuck it, pitch it. <laughs> Uh, if you are listening, you can actually get a discount of 10% with the code mantra. So make sure you go check that out. But, um, you know, starting this business and starting these t-shirts and is obviously something we were super passionate about because we didn't have the clothing that we really truly loved every day in and out and what we were wearing. So we decided to change that. Um, but throughout our marriage and our relationship, I guess even before that, uh, we've been doing a lot of little side gigs that, um, things that kind of, kind of brought in extra cash. Maybe it was things that we were super passionate about. Um, but before I met Richard, I didn't do anything. I had no idea how to do. I didn't do anything. I didn't. <laughs> I worked, I worked and I came home. I did nothing. Yeah. Um, there was no side gigs. There was no extra money. There was, you know, and I feel like right now this is a good time for people to kind of explore, those side gigs, whatever that is, and however that helps you live the life that you want to live, yeah. um, and, and boost that. But um, what are like Richard? Tell tell them what some of the things you have done. So my side gig started out a long time ago, and I forget exactly how, but it, I just started helping people with their marketing, whether it was they needed a logo or a quick website, or and this was uh, probably pre social media days. So like it wasn't like oh I need help with my Facebook. It's I need a website. And I knew how to do that. You know, mm -hmm. I had those skills. And so it's like, all right, I can price that out. And I'm pretty sure, like, when I got started, I was charging, like, $35 an hour or something just because <laughs> because I, I had no frame of, of what 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 that time was worth. I just, I could do it and I could help. And so I did and I do. And so that would have been the first thing. And that's something I've kind of always done in one way, shape, or another was, was support people with Was that like help. when you worked for the United States Tennis Association? Yeah, way back then. So... I know you did when we met. You were doing work for them on the side, but is that yeah? So I did. Um, that would have been in the summer of 2012. Um, I was between jobs, and it worked out that they needed some contract help during the U.S. Open. 
and I knew the person who was doing the hiring and I was like, Hey, I'm free for those three weeks. And he brought me in extra time to do pre-work to prep for the tournament and help build the strategy. And, um, so that wasn't kind of, that wasn't a planned deal, but it was, it was, a, that was a situation where like I had worked for them before full time. So I knew the product and I knew the event was a fan, knew the guy and was available to do it. And so I worked, got 12 hour days for 20 friggin' days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would do it again in RV. Well, I'm, and I'm talking more, you're talking the US Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking before that you were writing for them or something. Oh, I mean, I did, I worked for them, but then there were some, some periods where I did some contract work to fill in when they needed it um, for various publications or projects they were doing. Point there is if you guys need a little extra work, maybe reach out to a previous employer, say, hey, how can 100, I, 100%. How can I tra- contract for you guys? Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Um, as long as it was a good, you know, good end of that relationship. Yep. Because um, you never know, like, where those opportunities may come from. Just stay in touch with those people, and yep. you know, there's no reason not to. So that's, I mean, it's always been a, a, a source for me. Has been those previous relationships, um, for sure. And then you did some work for the U.S. Open. Yeah, um, for two years. Yeah. Um, two event seasons and. Uh, I mean, it was very similar to the work that you did for them, yeah. but um, I led a lot more social media management yeah. and strategy for the U.S. Open, um, in particular for American Express. Um, and that was something that actually you introduced me to. Right. You introduced me to the person who you had worked with, and yeah. uh, her and I had just a really great connection, and um, I was happy to do it. It was one of those things where it's kind of at the end of the summer, and it's kind of a good break from... Um, first time I didn't think I was really, I didn't really have a job in New York yet. And the second time we were just about to move away from New York. So, um, the time it worked out that I could actually do both, but it's now that's a little different because it's, it is contracted and it's actually not something you can do from home. I mean, you could technically, I guess, but we we had to go to the open. Depending on the, yeah, depending on the way that the, the events are structured. Like if it's, for instance, like if it's a. I don't even know, like a local event or a regional event. Maybe you're there for a couple of days and you do the rest from home or your hotel. Like it just, I know there was some people here in Des Moines who I know who helped support the arts festival and like their work isn't on the ground 24 seven. And so you build a relationship, you do some hours here and there. And I'm curious. So you said that you didn't do any of the stuff before you met me. I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask a second part to it. So Tell, tell us what the first kind of side gig that you did was after you met me, and then why you actually did it. That was U.S. Open. <clears throat> after that, <laughs> no, you were because di- that was I, I moved. Oh no, you're right. You're right. It wasn't the first because yeah. that's the next year. So uh, first thing I did, and this was at the behest of you. Um, <laughs> Great, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was and always have been super super passionate about um, interior design, and at the time we were living in New York, and I, you know, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try." And we actually started um, Steve Adams Interior Design, uh, and we actually started the company with a deal. Um, on Living Social, That's which right. if you guys uh, if you guys don't know what that is, is very similar to Groupon. Are they still around? They're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to Groupon. And uh, we did a, a consultation kind of customized deal there. Yeah. And I had a shit ton of you orders. You sold a lot. I, 
I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, they were like $35 a piece, uh, which is insanely cheap. Did you have two packages, like a simple one, like the big one? No. Okay. No, it was, if they wanted it, if they wanted a bigger, more in-depth. They just bought two tickets or two. No. Oh. They would, uh, they get a discounted rate as a client. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, I mean, it was like $35 a piece, which is insanely, insanely cheap, considering one one hour for interior design in New York is about 350 bucks. Um, but we sold like $4,000 worth of deals. Yeah. So divide 4,000 by 35. And I mean, it's just over a hundred different yeah. consultations. Um, insane. And so, I'm uh, going to bumfuck nowhere Queens too. Yes. I was traveling a lot of places. <laughs> um, but the really cool part about that was, is I had no idea what I was doing in terms of like the, the marketing and the getting my name out there. We just tried living social or living, yeah, was living, living social, social yeah. um, by chance. And that actually led to about 10 client clients, full yeah. board clients, which actually brought on money every month. Yeah. Like it was, there was more consultations or there was online meetings or I went help and I went to help them shopping and all of that is billable work. Yep. Um, and so something that was kind of like a whim that you uh, encouraged me to start, it was like, it turned into something really cool. And we moved here and I tried to do it and there's just not a market here for that. It's just so, it's so much smaller. You almost just have to have like a storefront of furniture and then you can consult yep. through that piece, yeah. which we don't have that. So, so yeah, that was probably my first big, yeah, big thing. And we made it for not really plan like we didn't plan we there was no strict strategy to it um we did really well considering we just pulled it out of our ass so uh, that one for sure like a big one for you moral of that story is just try it yeah just try it all you can do is like well that didn't work try something else yeah i mean you and i have tried a separate business about blogging and that didn't work out yeah that sucked um (laughs) not everything is perfect no like we tried that that was two years ago now ish yeah, two years. Yeah, uh, called anthology, and I still think the idea was good. Um, just we may not have been the right people. We may not have had the right partners. We struggled to get writers to contribute. Um, it was meant to be a blog for m- millennials and like Gen X and people like just trying to figure out their way in the world. Like not BuzzFeed at all. It was meant to be like uh, how how to how to date in a you know dating app world kind of deal and and we we ran with it for almost 12 full months but we just could not mm-hmm. couldn't get the traffic to pay for it and that's this yeah. just way it, the way it was like we knew that going in it was going to be hard but uh, and that's why like honestly brooke and co the t-shirt company is is a little bit more attractive and we feel a little more confident about it a because we've fucked up before but also like learned, this one we've learned no we fucked up <laughs> uh we we also there's also revenue that comes in with with our efforts yeah so you know it's it's there's a little bit more of an incentive to kind of keep pushing and push harder and harder and harder right but also you see things coming in that encourage you to do that so um so why i'm curious why i i have more to go back to my history but i want to talk about t-shirts with you why was that something that you wanted to do um i so we went on our honeymoon and we went on a lot of places and some of the clothes we just had some, like I, I remember wearing your sweatshirt a few times because it was so com- comfortable <laughs> and I was like I just don't have comfortable clothing um, and especially like we would go and we would be on the streets of Venice one you know during the day and we're hot and sweaty 
and we didn't want to have to go back a second time to the hotel to change into something else for dinner because then we got to go you know walk a half a mile and then we got to walk two miles miles back to dinner (laughs) like i wanted clothing that can transition yeah and things that are comfortable and stylish and something i actually want to wear every day Mm -hmm. um and so that's why we that's why i started to do it i also saw a lot of designs that um i mean we have shirts there that have like words on them and stuff and that truth be told that's not where my my passion lives like i don't want to necessarily create kitschy shirts for everyone to wear um some of more of the designy type of shirts that you'll see on the website are the things that i'm passionate about i just i i keep thinking of things like oh that's be really cool to have on a shirt i have a moon shirt we call it moonshine and it's literally just a massive image like an actual real life image of the moon and yeah. while that doesn't necessarily sound um, like innovative, I, I can't find one anywhere. I've looked for it and I can't yeah. find one. So I was yeah. like, I want a fucking moon shirt. So I made one. Um, and so it's 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 a mix of filling the gap with comfort and style and filling the gap of creativity for myself, having an outlet for that, and also just putting out shit that's not out there yet yeah i mean we have a gay pride line i always struggle to find gay pride shirts that weren't didn't make me want to smack someone um something that's a little bit more tasteful um so we have we have that line too and those are all um you know ready to go for pride i also have um uh, a desire to put out positive messages within the shirts so i have one that says love kindness and inclusion um, I feel like some of those messages that we choose to wear can be super powerful. So, um, I don't know. That's why I wanted to do it. I'm just there was there was some gaps for me as I was a shopper and I was aware of clothes, and this was a way to close it and hopefully make something out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for someone who may want to start something? Something like anything, anything? on the side, like whatever they. Um, I would say do your research first. Get to know your competition. Um, like in the t-shirt world, there is a ton of competition. So you really have to be able to uh, identify it, figure out who are the competitors you really want to compete against, and um, start to do an analysis of it. I remember looking at a lot of t-shirt companies and who do, who inspires me. Like who, mm-hmm. you know, I don't if I don't want to create this and this, I want to create this feel and I want to be, um, in that line. So know your, know your competition, but also know your audience. What are they looking for? What are they searching for? Um, and you know, do it's, there's going to be the temptation to want to just get started and to just to go put the LLC in and, and just do it. And, you know, which and so for some people that works, but I feel like to really make uh, something a success, you have to know um, what's out there currently. And once you learn it, say fuck the rest and just go for it. Um, and you're gonna have to work at it. Like it's gonna be a a broken cause on my mind every single day. And some days I just don't get to do it because I'm just too busy or I'm exhausted or and that's okay. Like that's it's your business. You can control your schedule and that kind of thing, but it's always on my mind. And I'll look at something on Instagram and I'll be like, Ooh, that inspires me to do something else. And like, it's just always there. Um, so be prepared for that as well to kind of have it consume 
part of you. Yeah. Because it will. It does. 100%. And it, it's worth it. Um, and, you know, keep in mind there may be things that you have to pay more close attention to. Because if you don't, you may sacrifice them for that. So, you know, be mindful of your relationships and how much time you're spending on the business versus spending with people. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What would you say? To which question? What would you tell someone who's wanting to do something on the side? Oh, um, I think you have to you have to make sure that you are passionate about it. Like, it can't just be, I want to make a little extra cash on the side and I'm going to start doing artwork if you a don't know a thing about it and b just don't care you're just in it for the money because it just won't work like you might make money early but you're gonna hate it and i think that's what's that has to that has to be something that you understand going in Mm -hmm. like i run sprout media as well which is a, a marketing um company and um it's i think like you i think about it every day um, and what we can do to grow and sustain and, um, find, find our path. And, and it's hard. Um, I definitely lose sleep over it sometimes and that's okay. Um, and you, and just finding that balance of, um, you know, still have a life to live and fun to be had and, um, can't let it consume you, but it's something that I do care about and I'm passionate about it. Just like this t-shirt thing, like I'm helping you. Um, you know, on the operational side and a little bit on the creative side and helping to grow it as best, best I can. And, you know, cause I believe in it and I, I view it more as like the, the t-shirts are a path to a full lifestyle brand. Like it's, it can be coffee table books. It can be coasters. It can be, um, beanies. It can be anything, you know, that makes your life more comfortable and enjoyable, I feel like. And so, um, I believe in that concept a lot, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you've done a lot of writing too. Like I know that a lot of people starting a business is one thing, right? It's like, that's a huge venture. Um, and really overwhelming, but I don't think you have to, you don't have to start a business. No. I mean, you can just do what you love on the side yeah. for people that, I mean, one of the first things that I think I did when we moved to Iowa was, a company called SCLA, which was, um, I was yeah. doing social you media were. writing for yeah. them um, and publication. Yep. And Cause they reached uh, out to me and I couldn't do it. And I said, I know this person who can do it. Yep. And they were, it's a, a collegiate um, sorority type of yeah, thing. Like, I was going to say fraternity, but they're not. It's like a, it's a, um, but it's, 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 a, it's a, for those, it's for people who are looking to advance yeah, uh, really quickly. It's a professional organization. Um, yeah, and, um, all I did was write their posts and program them into the platforms uh, on a weekly or biweekly yeah. basis, and then they went in and reviewed and, and pushed pushed them live. So, I mean, it was, gosh, what three hundred bucks extra every month? Every month, yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was really like. But it's extra. Thirty like minutes. Thirty minutes of it's, work. Depending on where you're in your life, that can be extra loan payments. That can be you know daycare. That can be. And it fun money, like I like said, whatever. it doesn't. It's not a. It wasn't a huge time commitment. No, I wasn't spending fifty hours a month no. on it. I mean, that's, no, yeah, it was maybe a half hour right. to an hour a month, yeah. and I got three hundred bucks from yeah. it, yeah. and it. it was I did. Great. I did a voiceover for someone a couple months ago, and like that was just random, like a random hundred bucks on the side. Like it wasn't a big deal, but it was half hour of my time. 
I mean, I was up early. I did it. You know, it was just easy. I so. know some people who've like looked into like doing those surveys and stuff online. Yeah, no. And they're like twenty bucks a piece, and I'm like, gosh, you could be doing so much more. And I don't want to discourage that. You do like, it like if that's if you're if that's all you want to commit to, and yeah. the twenty dollars is enough. Like I don't want to discourage you by any means, but at the same time, knowing how much I spent on SDLA right. versus how much I made for SDLA, yeah. I could just the cost per hour is or yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, like I said, I don't want to discourage anyone, but at the same time, like there are ways that you could make some serious cash right now. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of times, you know, if you don't know where to find work, um, it sounds really cliche, but LinkedIn is always a really great start because if you put in their job section contract, yeah, um, see you'll see a bunch of people that are looking for, you know, a contract writer or a contract. And there's a bunch selling. of like remote job websites too like that you can just do remotely facebook groups yeah there's remote yep. job facebook groups specifically for that yeah. and so and a lot of them frankly are part-time yeah oh yeah for sure they're not even full-time yeah so i mean there's de- there's definitely if you're if you're out there searching you'll, you'll be able to find it yeah yeah the other thing that i that i have done and i'm working on doing again was was uh paid speaking um which i loved and kind of got away from just life got in the way which is fine um but after giving that speech in February, I was like, yeah, I need to be back on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good feeling. So um, I had actually reached out to a speaker's bureau and um, in the week or two before COVID kind of exploded. And she said, let's talk in May. So we'll talk in May. <laughs> Life and science got in the way of that one. but I mean... There's, I mean, we keep going. We keep on going, but, but forever. I think our point of this conversation was, I've been doing it for a long time, and I didn't. I never asked Steve to do it. He just kind of did it because he was passionate about something and found a way to do it. Well, and I've said no. You have like there for people who don't know Richard. He he thrives in working a lot, um, which is not a fault by any means. It's just I am not that way. I have to have my downtime yeah. every single day. Yeah. And I can't, he can go from work, you know, get up early and work and work all day and then go work four hours at night and he can be totally fine and not tired. And he can do that probably for the rest of his life. And I'm just not that way. Yeah. So you have to know what's right for you yep. as well. And what works for Richard doesn't always work for Steve. So saying, you know, making it fit with your life right. is is the best way to go yeah. about it and keep that longevity. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been uh, a crazy couple of weeks here as we got Brooke and co off the ground. Excited to see where that goes. Um, yeah. Any, any parting, any parting words for May day? <laughs> I give everyone a digital lilac. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, no, I love spring. Uh, spring's my favorite. Your favorite. Um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, May May Day was always a big deal in our family. We got our, last week. We finally were able to plant flowers. Yep. Um, which is later than normal for us, but the weather was just yep. hindering the entire thing. So, so enjoy. Like take take a moment yes. today and just go outside and take a big deep breath of air, even if it's raining, and just we're in spring and it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Thanks, guys. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. And in the meantime, be sure to go check out brookandco.com. And don't forget, you get 10% off with the uh, code MANTRA.
This podcast was mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital media firm in Des Moines, Iowa, who believes in doing things differently. They believe in putting consumers and clients first, being a partner in marketing, and inspiring your tomorrow. They build websites, create digital media strategies, shoot and produce videos, and edit and produce podcasts just like this one. Check out Sprout Media at GoSproutMedia.com where you can subscribe to their podcast, The Buzz Addiction, or even request a free consultation. That's GoSproutMedia.com.